Welcome back to the Food for Thought podcast. I'm your host, Erin Hallstrom. With me on the podcast today is Jen D'Angelo, Vice President at Katina Solutions. If you haven't noticed, we've been talking a lot about workforce issues this season. We started out the year talking about how to both find and mentor young talent, and now we're turning our attention to acquisition and retention. Today's episode is packed with useful tips for food and beverage processors. Whether you work in HR, the lab, or even the plant floor, you'll want to listen in as Jen walks us through some easy-to-implement tips and tools for attracting recruits of all ages to your company. Recruitment is only half the battle, though. Jen also offers guidance on retention strategies for keeping the employees you already have. And of course, we talk about how all of this plays into your supply chain. Enjoy the episode! Jen, welcome to the Food for Thought podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Let's get to know a little bit more about you. Where are you coming to us from, and what role do you serve in the food and beverage industry? Well, Erin, thank you for having me today. Um, I am the Vice President of Consultant Engagement at Katina Solutions. We're a supply chain consultancy um, that helps provide um, more resilient supply chains for our clients. Basically, I work with companies, including some of America's largest, most trusted food and beverage brands to understand their transformative projects and how our human capital solutions can accelerate their journey. Uh, many of our consultants, they're very highly experienced, former longtime practitioners who have driven change within large supply chain organizations. So we're able to bring together the right people to support supply chain organizations with their business initiatives and required transformations, including digital financial human capital solutions and more. So tell me, how's the food and beverage landscape looking from where you're at? What are the biggest challenges you're seeing CPG companies go up against? Yeah, I've noticed digital transformation has accelerated in the food and beverage industry as companies aim to become more efficient and resilient. Um, But as companies integrate these digital technologies and various aspects of the food production, processing, distribution and consumption, the challenges still remain. So most businesses are still trying to figure out how do we implement these technologies successfully while reducing costs and assess the near and long-term impacts of digitalization. So in addition, many companies in the industry executed mergers and acquisitions to gain a foothold on fast-growing categories and strengthen their positions. Now comes the hard work of due diligence and integration to maximize their profits. So both of these examples go back to one thing, making sure a business is being cost effective. Let's dig a little bit deeper about labor and supply chain issues, if that's okay. Labor has long been an issue for food and beverage companies. And I'm curious how much or how many of the problems we're seeing are pandemic related? Very great question. Um, the labor shortage in the industry didn't start with the pandemic um, through the increased demand for consumer goods exasperated it. Uh, the world's population is expected to increase by nearly 2 billion people in the next 30 years. So as the population continues to grow, 
The need for workers um, from processing to packaging, machine operators, supervisors, managers, data scientists, everything, all the above will continue to increase. So this coupled with the uncertainty of today's market has made it difficult for organizations to attract and retain the workforce they need to better position themselves for the future. So to close the existing talent gap, companies really need to put a great deal of time, energy, and money into changing the perception of food processing careers among today's workers, creating career paths for talented individuals, and fostering a culture of support with transparency into compensation and total rewards packages. Yeah, we've definitely heard that here on the podcast about the the opinion of uh, jobs in the food and beverage industry, but I want, I'm curious, in your opinion, how did the food and beverage industry get here with its labor problems? In short, you know, the industry has kept doing things the way they've already been done. You know, they haven't taken the time to look at new ways of working or consider what does the future work look like and what do workers expect from their employers? Companies need to look at the data at hand, you know, such as employee sentiment and skills needed to drive the sector forward and capitalize on what is currently working. Let's flip things around because we all love a solution and let's talk about those solutions. What are some short term tactics and longer term strategies companies can do to course correct when it comes to their workforce. There is a host of strategies companies can implement, but it's really important to note that strategies should build off of one another to create a strong foundation for future success. So short term, companies need to retool job descriptions, um, look at how the company brand is being presented and also provide internship and mentorship opportunities and create a very meaningful onboarding experience um, so the job feels rewarding um, for new hires from the start, because that's where many organizations fall short from the get-go. Long-term, you know, implementing enhanced and modernized performance checks is critical to stay engaged with your workforce. Employees need to feel like their opinion matters and milestones and achievements are recognized. Um, Similarly, organizations need to develop a talent brand strategy to effectively communicate the company's values and goals and positively market the organization to attract talent. How can these workforce changes that you've just mentioned help with company supply chain issues? By attracting and retaining the best talent, you're avoiding turnover, which in turn avoids disruptions in supply chain lags because you have the people you need to perform the jobs. Uh, Looking further down the road, the strategies I shared earlier will put food and beverage companies on the right path to thrive for many years to come, especially as companies look to align with what younger workers want and improving their overall reputation in the workforce. Well, Jen, you provided so much great information in this episode. I'm certain that our listeners are going to walk away from this 
with so many new and great ideas that they can implement. So thank you. Thank you for joining me and thank you for providing such great information and great tips on today's episode of the Food for Thought podcast. Thank you for having me, Erin. I really appreciate it. I mean, us here at Katina, you know, we really care about the bigger picture. You know, we're focused on making a difference every way and the way global supply chains operate every day. So we're dedicated to helping clients meet their goals, whether it's related to people, productivity, demands, growth aspirations, or green initiatives. I mean, we're here to help. And if anything resonates with anyone here on the podcast and or if someone's looking to break into the industry, please check out our website at you know, katinasolutions.com for more information. We're happy to help or just validate and support our, our clients in this audience here on the call. everyone listening to the Food for Thought podcast today, thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Be sure to tune in next time as we talk more about the stories behind the headlines of the food and beverage industry. Take care. Have a great day.